Jacob, you know that scene in Spider-Man 3 when Peter Parker's in the bar with Gwen Stacy? You mean the dig this scene? Yeah, when he's like snapping his fingers and he like just, he can't, there's a close-up on his lips and he just goes, can you dig on this? He starts moving his hips around and he takes his jacket off and wind <laughs> blows out of nowhere into Gwen Stacy's hair. That's such a weird scene. I have to tell you something right now and I think you, it's obvious because you have eyes and you can see me and whoever's listening to this can't see me. I'm wearing the clothes that Peter Parker wore in that scene. I'm very, I'm very uncomfortable with that fact. You don't like that fact? Why not? No, because that's like the, it's that's this is this is the such, worst scene. This is a horrible revelation. Like, not to get off topic, topic before we get on topic. It's just the fact. Why does the symbiote make him do that? He has the symbiote, and he's like, I'm gonna dance around all these people I don't know. I think we're actually probably gonna suffer from the same thing we were just discussing before we started shooting which is um i shouldn't be saying shooting we're not using a camera today what we're gonna talk about is uh christian films and media you know like films and television basically and something that we were just discussing was that in these media pieces sometimes uh, there's too much christian lingo that the general audience doesn't understand i feel like we were just doing that with spider-man 3 yeah, I feel like people would not understand why it's wrong for an alien to make Peter Parker dance very cringy in a bar. So. Yeah, like one thing that he brought up was a good point before we were started recording was uh, we talk about these things before we start recording. It's to get the hype up, you know, like normal people, like you plan it out, like like good recorders. When they producers that make these, like, I guess, quote unquote, Christian films, they're just. Their target is not anyone else but Christians, you know? It's like, we're going to make this for the Christian community. Yeah. That's really it. I think it should be the other way around. We should be trying to get other people, I guess, to have somewhat of an encounter with God through a movie, which I think that's possible to do. It's just a certain way to go about it. And like you said, yeah, they just use a bunch of Christian lingo and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think it's about titling that Christian film versus just making a good movie. And not like an actual good movie, but like a wholesome movie that has good, you know, value in it mm. versus just... It's a Christian film, you know? Because, <laughs> first off, I, yeah, I got a couple points. First off, <laughs> how do these films get greenlit? That's what I want to know. Because a majority of Christian films are just bad movies. Yeah. They're really bad. Like, what's his face? Uh, I'm forgetting his name. Somebody Saves Christmas? What? Um, Huey Saves Christmas? No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I cl- it's not. It's not coming up. Um, I thought it was Jesus Saves Christmas. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually it's called Saving Christmas. It has one star on IMDb. It's a it's a better it's rating. Kirk Cameron. It's a Kirk Cameron film. Oh look, it has a better rating than The Room. It's like uh, Kirk Kirk's sister's annual Christmas party is about to be ruined when he shows up. He crashes the party and he has to tell them all that Christ is central to the holiday season. <laughs> just like, and it's just it's. I think it's rated one of the worst Christian films of all time. But it's just like, how do these things get greenlit is what I want to know. It's like, I got a great idea. We have this party. Everyone's having a good time. You know, they're not Christian at all. An overdramatic Christian busts in the door and points at them and says, you're all going to hell because you're not, you don't have the true meaning of Christmas. I mean, we haven't seen the movie, so we don't know if that's how it goes, but like, it's got a star for a reason. Um, I have, actually I have not seen a lot of Christian movies. There, there was a Christian movie we had to watch in high school mm. called uh, Lay It Down. Oh wait! It was uh, it was a film about this young man who got who gets caught up in drag racing, which is very dangerous. And it's fast, too fast, too soon, too much prayer. That's what it's really about. It's <laughs> it's, not, it's not fast and furious. It's fast and prayer. Yeah. Wow, fasting yeah. and prayer. Fasting and praying. Yes, <laughs> it's um, it's called Lay It Down. This guy. 
he's caught in the dangerous world of drag racing, which in any other film is cool. looks like drag racing. <laughs> but in this film, it looks like an iMovie <laughs> yeah. automated generated trailer <laughs> the t- for a drag tra- racing yeah. film in like the 90s. <laughs> and basically this guy ends up in a car crash. I don't know if anyone approaches him with the Bible or whatever, but like he lives through the car crash. So he's like, wow, Jesus must be real. Not a God, Jesus must be. Because there's so many different religions with God. Yeah, it's right. like he's automatically like Jesus must be real, and then he beats the crap out of his brother because his brother doesn't want to become a Christian. We should be taking notes on this and using this in everyday life. This is a bad. And then like I'm pretty sure like there, there yeah there was a guy there's a guy in my high school who was a pastor. He walked up to me after they screened the movie to the entire entire student body, and he's like. This movie was so bad it was funny. Like, <laughs> like even he agreed. It was yeah, absolutely horrible. One of the movies that we were forced to watch in school. We were uh, we were forced to watch God's Not Dead. One and two. Yeah, both films. <laughs> one and two. And I have I do have some things to say on that, but I feel like I talk too much. I mean, you're right, though. It's just, a lot of them are just, like, not all of them are bad. There's a few, though, a few of them are actually good and, like, touch my soul in a way. But it's just, like... Some of it's just so cringy, and you're like, like he said, why is this green light? I mean, God's not dead. At the end, everyone texts you, God's not dead. Yeah, there was both, a, there was both a, times. Yeah, my, there was a classmate of ours, like, sitting next to me in the theater, and she texted me, God's not dead. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, you could have texted literally anyone else. Like, I mean, the idea was actually kind of good, like, text someone saying God's not dead, and that can spark a conversation, talking to them about God. Yeah. But everyone in the theater... Text everyone who's next to them. Yeah, that, which was stupid. <laughs> That's like actually what happened. I feel like I feel like God's Not Dead was. I 100% wholeheartedly agree that God's <laughs> Not Dead was groundbreaking in the Christian film genre. Yeah. In the sense that it wasn't by normal standards a good movie, but it was so much better than most Christian films ever made. It had to be flaws. That it, <laughs> yeah, it blew people out of the water. Yeah. I think it's a good movie for Christians to relate to. I think there were very few atheists I knew that actually liked the movie. There was one yeah. that went to school with us that enjoyed the film. <clears throat> Simply because the atheist in the film was just so unlikable, he wanted him to <laughs> lose. Like, yeah, I think it's a good movie, like you said, in Christian realm, like a realm standpoint. But I don't think it... I'm not sure if it connects with other people outside of that. Or it's like, I guess, what do you, would people actually even care that aren't Christian to watch this movie? People should be trying to make a movie that's someone from outside view, not Christian would say, hey, this actually looks like a good movie. Let's go see it, you know? That's funny. I'm sorry. I was just looking at the ratings between the first one and the sequel. The first one got lower ratings than the sequel. <laughs> and I just got to say, I feel like the sequel was much worse than the first film. I feel like the first film was much better. I can't remember the, the second one at all, almost. That's how long it's been. The second one was about they're in, a, they're in court trying to prove God's not dead because oh, yeah. basically what happened was a teacher spoke oh, to a I... student after school off school property because the student was interested in Jesus and because of that they got in trouble. They got in trouble, right? Which is not illegal, so she shouldn't have been in court anyway. The only thing I remember and the is entire that the, the jury giant... happened to be Christian, <laughs> so they all sided with her. Like very bad what is story this plot? Like, <laughs> It's like I, the one thing I remember I remember with that movie was that uh the judge was like Black Panther's dad, right? In Civil he War. He was? I'm pretty sure he was. Look up the judge. Is okay. He, he... We are Judge Stennis, a fictional character played by Ernie Hudson. <laughs> Let's look up um, his name. I recognize the actor. I don't know Let if he was was 
Oh, wait, that might not be him. It's not there. He's not in... No. What? He's not Black Panther's father. I've seen him before, though. Hold on, let me see. Let me hack in the main He was train. in Grey's Anatomy. I don't care. He was in Ghostbusters. Or the original or the, uh, the Melissa 20, McCarthy? 2016 remake. version. Never mind. While I'm sitting here wearing Peter Parker's <laughs> outfit from Spider-Man 3 like an idiot, I think you, you, you brought this up is that Christians should be trying to break into the media and should be trying to... They should be trying to make stuff that appeals to the other audiences, essentially. Yeah, to the general public. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big thing right now. And I think... That, and I think they're... It's not very big within the entire Christian community, but I know there's, like, this small, like, branch of the Christian community that's really, like, you know, we should really be making stuff that's just teaching good messages to people and teaching valuable lessons rather than being like accept christ or yeah. else it's like yeah. see we're so convincing like there's just so much wrong with things people don't want to hear that they're doing something bad and like you just pointing them pointing at them saying hey this is wrong it's not going to make them say hey i should you should listen to you they're going to be getting they're going to get angry you know so yeah. it's like and I think the one group of, like, Christian, like, anything that actually does this right is Christian rap has been, like, come over the years, it's actually gotten so much better in the fact where it's, like, I could play it to my friends who aren't Christian, like, oh, that's pretty cool, who is this? And then they would, they have, they would have no idea that it's, like, actually Christian rap. Even then, it's not, and it's not some, like, corny message, like, mm. from, like, the 2000s or whatever, where it's, like, that type of rap. It's actually good rap. I'm like, wow, this is actually good. Other people should do this, you know, like, with movies and crap like that. Yeah, um, I think it's actually a little harder for movies, but I mean, I want I wanted to bash on Bible Man for a little bit, but um, <laughs> instead of doing that, I actually I do want to talk about The Shack, which oh, okay. was uh, it was a film that came out I think a year or two ago, twenty sixteen maybe. I don't know, but um, it was it was based off a book which my parents read the book and watched the film. I just watched. Yeah, I remember I my just, parents read the book in like two thousand seven, but I never read saw the movie or read the book. I just saw the movie. And the film was, I have to say, as someone who wants to get into filmmaking and as someone who just is a Christian, yeah, like, this movie, this literally blew me out of the water. Like, this is something I, The Shack was something I felt like general audiences could easily watch. It was spectacular. I, I can't imagine what the budget for it was because it was full of, like, these CGI special effects that I had never before seen on a low budget, like there's no way it was a low budget film. Yeah, absolutely no way. And was it, it was made by Christian like producers, like uh, the production or team who made it was. Like, I I believe so. I know the actors were Christians. Yeah, we had classic Christian actors in the film. I think Octavia Butler was in it. She played. She was uh she was in The Help. She was uh also in. She's also in that film about the uh, women that helped build the spaceship. Oh, they, yeah, that one was that one was cool. Yeah, that yeah, a she, she's a very she's been she's been getting a lot of work lately. She's a good actress, but the shack just like it blew me out of the water. I I even suggested it to a to a friend who doesn't believe mm. simply because it's just it's just that good of a movie. I feel like I mean like it had it had plot issues just like any other movie would. But I heard that some people like I remember when it first came out, people were talking about it at my church, and they were like, some people were actually angry at it because it was like. I don't know if it's a really spoiler, but they, they talk about, like... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert right here. If you want to see the shack, don't listen to this next minute. Uh, <laughs> they, um... They I guess, like, they show Jesus or whatever, and, like, they don't say his name. They're like, oh, who's that? Or that man? Or, like, they don't specifically, specifically say Jesus or, like, Jesus, save, whatever, save me. I don't know. But I guess they just say that man. And some people got really angry with that. And I'm like, 
If it's still pointing to God, there shouldn't be a problem with it. I don't recall the ending, per se. I don't recall that happening, but Jesus is explicitly mentioned. Because, like, you, you, do you are you familiar with the story at all? No, not really. This guy, his, his family believes in God, and, like, he, he like, he's, like, he's, like, one of those Christians that's, like, yeah, sure, I'll believe just because. Like, he yeah. doesn't really believe. And his, his like, five-year-old daughter gets kidnapped um it's kind of implied Egg. that it's, it's implied that she's raped and murdered she's definitely Egg. murdered um she, she dies in the movie too they don't show her die but they, well, find, they, show, they like, find her clothes and blood oh wow and stuff and i tell you like this movie like this movie like broke my heart like 10 minutes in <laughs> like I, I i wanted to i was in a depression it's like for jedi. like two minutes right the last jedi too many plot uh too many plot twists plot just twist like the last jedi <laughs> except this was actually good what do you I mean, mean? <laughs> i'm kidding i mean the plot twist in the last jedi amazed me but there's so many plot holes i couldn't like everyone's just making me feel bad about enjoying the movie it was a good movie by the way continue though. yeah last jedi was i enjoyed last jedi but people make me feel bad for enjoying it but um you were talking about uh, yeah. I was explaining the plot, just, um, yeah, and this guy, this guy's just not moving on, and his, and his family's just falling apart now because of this. He gets an invitation to go back to the shack where they found his daughter's remains. Fuck. And so he packs he packs some weapons. Yeah, I think he packs a gun because he fully intends. To, he believes he's gotten the note from the murderer, and he fully intends to kill the murderer. So he goes to the shack and he finds out the murderer didn't send the note. This 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 is probably a little cheesy. This part it's from Jesus. Yes, it's from the <laughs> note was from Jesus technically. But from that it's, man. it's it's it, it's insane. He kind of gets teleported to the supernatural world for like a long weekend. There he meets the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he just goes through this emotional journey where they kind of psychologically break down. It's like, hey, why do you feel this way? Why are you feeling that way? Why don't you believe? All this stuff. And they just kind of just, they investigate him. They, they help him through the tragedy. Wow. And it's just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good movie. I think what upset me was that a lot of Christians, like I knew atheists that were like, that, that's a stupid reason for Christians to not like the movie. But a huge reason that Christians did not like the movie was because the father was played by Octavia Butler. Um, Who's that? The, the woman I was just talking about a few minutes ago. Oh, she's the dad? She plays the father God. <laughs> oh, she plays wait. God the father. <laughs> I thought you were saying... The, uh... Uh, the Holy Spirit is played by an Asian woman, and uh, Jesus is played... By someone looks like the, the Jesus by an, paintings. Right? By an Arabic man. I like the guy. Is it the guy from the Bible show? Huh? Is it the same guy from the Bible show where it's like... Remember they had the Bible show where they showed the entire Bible, and then they had like... That same guy was in the no. Jesus movie after, like, a, a year later, the Jesus of, like, I think... Jesus you mean the Jesus or... from Son of God? Yeah, Son of God, um, yeah, yeah. It's a, di- it's a different man. He looked, he looked like... They all looked like 21st century people. Oh, okay. Well, so people were mad that it was, like, they were just different people. Yeah, yeah the people were mad that they were ethnically diverse and that uh, two of them were women. And I feel like I am the absolute only person that cared that Jesus was actually Middle Eastern. Because people have been complaining for years, why is Jesus a white man? And finally, we have a representation of him where he's not that. And like, nobody cares, and they just complain about the other stuff. It's two women. It's not real. I mean, I don't think that really matters, though. It doesn't. It's like, it's just, it's not like they're actually putting in stone. This, these, are, the Holy Spirit and the Father are women. They're not saying that. They're just saying it's a representation of it and doesn't mean exactly. that. Exactly. It's actually, like, truth. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, when you think about it, even the story is God, anyway. God came to Moses as this, this plant that, like, burst into flames. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you tell me that God comes to me as a black woman and, like... <laughs> 
That's 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 so biblically inaccurate. That's just wrong. Freaking like, right. like God spoke through a donkey. Did he? <laughs> did I'm pretty sure, right? Did he? I don't look it up. up. I can't. Okay, remember. we're about to Google the scripture. I don't know the scripture. I'm sorry. Let me see. Jacob wants to be a pastor. <laughs> just throwing that out yeah. there. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure this happens. Let me see. Right here, God speaks through a donkey. Yeah, Numbers 22, verse 21 through 39. Like bombs donkey, and then let's see. <laughs> the heck, the donkey said verse thirty, chapter uh, twenty-two. The donkey said to bomb whatever his name is. I'm, I, 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 I am, am I, I not, not your own donkey? Sorry, what you have always uh, ridden to this day. Have I been, have I been in the habit of you doing this, doing this to you? Uh, it's out of context, but he speaks to a donkey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to put that in there. <laughs> Jacob, you know I gotta edit this later. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's my argument with it too. If God can appear as literally anything in the scripture, why is it so wrong that he appears as women in a film to a fictional character? <laughs> exactly. And even the story is like, I think that's just a not typical like Christian movie storyline. Really not. Yeah. So it's like that would... Even that in itself would intrigue someone of just a regular public, you know. I think it's a very dark, very real plot. And that's what makes it good. Yeah, exactly. Bible Man, on the other hand, it's about this guy who, like, started crying and he found, like, a Bible in the mud. He's like, the Bible Man's he like, found a Bible he, was in the, the mud. he was in the darkest day of his life. He's seven years old. <laughs> and then he grew up to wear purple leather and he got a black sidekick that's like in high school or something. <laughs> and they fight crime using it's the like, righteousness of Jesus. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of want to see Bible Man make his appearance in the Avengers, but that'd be awesome, you know? <laughs> but um, He carries a lightsaber, everyone. I'm pretty sure he carries a lightsaber. He made this video, like, uh, just a meme version of it, whatever, the intro. And he's like, it's not a meme version. It's me watching the intro yeah, to Bible it, Man. I guess. And I pause it every five seconds to complain. Yeah. The narrator's like, he's in, a, he's in the darkest moment of his life. And he's like, he pauses it. He's nine years old. Plays it. And then it's like, and it shows him standing in a mirror. And it shows him, and then it shows him like transition to a man. He's wearing the same exact clothes as a child. Just bigger. I'm like, they fit him. And I'm like, what happened here? Why are you still in your mom's house? Why is your room, why is your room still like a kid's room? It's a kid's room, but he's, a, he's an adult. Yeah, like like to show that time has passed. Just, the setting did not change, <laughs> but the actor did. That was about it. But yeah, I was never into Bible Man actually. I just remember going to like this Christian bookstore, and then there was like a lightsaber. I'm like, wow, this is a cool lightsaber from Star Wars. Oh, it's Bible Man. What is that? And I threw it away. I I, I saw a couple of Bible Man episodes in my day. The Toxic Tonic of Disrespect. <laughs> that was the name of an episode. Um, it's this. I don't. I don't know. That's. I think that's the point of this whole episode. Like Stephen Moffat writes it, right? <laughs> Stephen Moffat finally stepped down from Doctor Who. I'm very proud. Praise God. Yes, Amen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I don't. I feel. I just saw an interview with that man, and it was the first time I respected Stephen Moffat. <laughs> and his I feel, decisions. I feel. I feel bad for just mocking him all these years, because it's like he's just a guy. He's got to give him a break. I, I feel like he should have left the show sooner than he yeah. did. But like, I think it's just in high school we held Doctor Who to like such a high standard that we're like. This is garbage, and we just like we all, we put all the blame on Stephen Moffat for the writing because he was the main writer. And I, I kind of feel bad, but I don't really feel that bad because it was kind of <laughs> it wasn't that great of writing. Yeah, sometimes not, it wasn't that good. Like, yeah. Or what think, do you do? You have any like ideas or ways people can ideas of your own that you think people should, I guess, make 
good Christian movies without having the the original, um, the usual just, you know. I'm sorry, I'm blanking. But I think no, I get what you're trying to ask. I do have a, I do have a couple of ideas before we wrap up, especially since you did point out, actually in our notes. I mean, I think I think Christians are not represented well in yeah. the media. Like you got the Simpsons, and the, I mean this, that's a bad example. The Simpsons just make fun of like everything. But yeah, I mean the one of the main side character, I guess one of the main side character, but a side character in the show, a neighbor is like a Christian who's just like not fun. Not cool guy is kind of annoying, you know. Yeah, or we've got like we've got like Arrested Development. There's a, uh, I know I he, Jacob doesn't want me to spoil Arrested Development for him. He's gonna get mad I haven't now. Seen it yet? Yeah, there's like there's this Christian girl that's just she's oh, she yeah, comes yeah, out yeah, of this yeah. very weird family and she's just very bland. She's very. I mean, Christians were like I think Christians were kind of like that though in like the early two thousands where it's like let's burn all the bad music. Yeah, yeah, she wanted to burn, like, Eminem CDs because he was unholy and all that. It was, um, I don't know, I just, but something you did point out is that there are normal people that are Christians and that should be represented more in the media. I don't watch Arrow, but I did see an episode just because they have a lot of crossovers with The Flash. Flash. Uh, yeah, there was, there was a Jewish guy. (laughs) Yeah, there's a, there's a guy on their team that's predominantly Jewish. Oh, okay. And he gets into arguments with the guy, but I... From what I saw, I only saw that one episode, but from what I could see was that no one's opinion in the argument was valued as higher than the other objectively. It was it was a very subjective argument in which, yeah, the viewer's allowed to have their own opinion rather than, hey, we're preaching this message to you that, hey, you shouldn't believe in God, yeah. um, which is something that I think does end up in those kind of shows. And the fact that it didn't end up in that, yeah, I thought was pretty good yeah it was good like <laughs> they they did a good job of representing a religious jew yeah is what i'm trying to say and then like yeah like even in most media in general like they they always stay away from religion which i mean makes sense because it's sometimes going to be a hard topic or just it can turn into something yeah controversial yeah exactly but i think that people should be making movies or tv shows without forcing it on the audience yeah giving in a, in a i guess a point of view if that makes sense you know like or a movie it's just like that i think like it should point to God, I guess, and at some point in the movie, but it shouldn't be like, you know, like, God's not dead. Text your friend that's next to you. God's, God's not, not dead, dead three. Paul Blart returns coming <laughs> exactly. this summer. <laughs> exactly. Do you want to talk about your friend who... Oh. You got a friend that's, kind of like, trying friend. to make a movie about porn? Oh. So you gotta, you, I don't know. It's not really a friend, but it's someone I, I grew up in. J- Jacob has a friend making a, a movie about child porn. It's, um... <laughs> All right, it's very bad to say like that. <laughs> um, but basically, like, it's this... We went to the same church when we grew up. He was He's older than me. He's, like, 10 years older than me or whatever. Ever since he was, like, a kid, he's been making movies, whatever. And he wants to make a Christian movie, but he doesn't want to... He's, like, he doesn't want... He's, like, I don't want to call out a Christian film. I want to talk about real struggles and, like, this is how it actually is in the real, like, real world, I guess. But he wants the... Giving a Christian point of view without forcing it. Like, he wasn't going to call out a Christian film because it's just, like, that heavy of a... Uh, topic, and it's the fact that it's gonna be rated it's, R. Uh, <laughs> it might. I don't. Know, I don't even know. I mean, they're not gonna show anything like that, obviously, in the movie. But the premise, I'm pretty sure, was like along the line, along the lines of a teacher in, in a high school struggled with like child pornography. And then he sees one of his students in a film, and he's he's in this conflict. You know, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna try and like talk to the authorities about this and make sure that the Wasn't child that- ends up okay? 
But like, wouldn't that like just out himself that he? That's was, the point. Yeah. He either lets the kid continue to be stuck in this horrible industry, or yeah, or tries to he saves the kid's life basically and sacrifices his own freedom. Exactly. And I I I don't know. I feel like that's a very compelling premise. It's I think it's an awesome just way to make a movie because the fact is that it's something that's real. And then something that's mm-hmm. like, this is not the norm of just Christian movies in general. I, I don't think that's the norm for I mean, movies. Any movie at all. And yeah. That, that's yeah. not the norm for movies, and I really appreciate that because I feel like Hollywood is too scared to... People are always saying there's no such thing as an original idea anymore, and that's, that's the reason why Hollywood's not coming out with a lot of original films and doing all these reboots. Yeah. That's not the truth. I mean, there's probably every original idea has already been told in some format. Yeah. Probably. But not in film. I don't believe so. I believe that Hollywood is just too scared to deviate from the norm. And I have a feeling this film would be a perfect example of deviating from the norm. Like, so even I, like Hollywood plays along the lines where it's like people say, you know, slavery doesn't exist as long as it doesn't like, as long as it's not affecting you. So people in America like don't really care that there's slavery still going on in other countries. Right, right, right. I, yeah, I was, I, I, honestly, I forgot about that. I was so confused what you were just saying. <laughs> yeah, like, so it's not affecting them. That means it doesn't really matter, and they don't really like trying. They, they, they kind of like you know you kind of forget about it because in this life where it's like everyone's you think everyone's free in the world, but it's not like that. And I think even like uh, human trafficking is a big thing in America that goes under the carpet, you know. So I think yeah. this would be a good way to kind of put light on that subject in. A movie, actually. You I, f- know? I feel like we've been talking a long time. There's gonna be a lot of editing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I guess, I'm. Gonna, it's 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> basically, yeah, I, I, I agree that probably the same thing was happening even when slavery was in America. Yeah. That like the general public was like, oh, it's not really that big of a deal. And you're right because it wasn't happening to the people in power. It wasn't yeah. happening to the general public. And we we constantly condemn the sins of the past. And I think. Right now, right now, we I think there are people that like to say they're condemning condemning the sins of the present, but I think they're just getting mad about petty things nowadays. Yeah, I think there there are there are few there are few really messed up stuff that people are advocating they're advocating against. Mm. Um, you know, like uh, like when it comes to when it comes to like sexual harassment in media, or when it comes to uh, racial violence and uh, these outbreaks and these riots and these social systems of injustice. But then, of course. I think there's a lot of political discourse about things that are just petty matters that we shouldn't be talking about. Frankly, frankly, like, we're ignoring yeah. what you just said, slavery. Yeah, we're actual... ignoring the fact that slavery is still going on, and we are committing the same exact sins that yeah. we're blaming our ancestors exactly, for. Exactly, yeah. And shaming our ancestors for. Yeah. People would rather focus on, like you said, the petty things rather than the actual issues that are hard to deal with. Yeah. And that's like something that, you know... We should try and change, but you know, I'm not saying this film would change that indefinitely. But like, oh, this yeah, is yeah. a good step. Like, this is a good step in that direction. Yeah, I would love. I would. I would. Lo- I don't know if this movie's gonna make it because like he's an independent filmmaker, right? Yeah. I would love for this movie to make it. Yeah. I would love. I mean, yeah. I'm not a big. Fan. I'm don't. I don't usually go for the R-rated films. This is already a heavy-handed film, but I I would support this film. Yeah, I would definitely exactly. support this film. And yeah, before before we go, I guess I feel like now that we talked about your friend or your sort of friend, your semi friend, <laughs> semi that we're acquaintance, kind of like yeah, I was gonna bring up an idea of my own, but we just kind of like that that he blew my thing out of the water because I I'm gonna refuse to give my own synopsis for films I'd like to make because that might be like twenty or thirty years down the road. I don't want <laughs> so we can steal the idea. Yeah, I don't want I don't want people knowing, <laughs> but like I don't know exactly what I would necessarily do. Because wants to make films. I don't know if he said that. Already. Yeah, I said that earlier. I don't know what I necessarily, like, would... Do. I just want to make films. I don't necessarily, like, 
people are like, oh, you want to make Christian films, right? I've had so many people ask me that. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, if I get an idea, then sure. Thing is, yeah. That's not like, the point. People That's, want, not even just for films or like music, but mm-hmm. everyone wants to put someone in a box. Like, oh, you're, you're a Christian and a filmmaker? You gotta be, only make Christian films. Yeah, you, you better make a film about Jesus on and top like, of the other 20 that already exist. Exactly. <laughs> and this acquaintance I have, he's breaking that box for himself, which is which in a major way. And I think, yeah, you shouldn't have to just make Christian films just because you're Christian. I think we should make, I guess, regular movies if that makes sense, and then put a good twist on it. Yeah, that's that's what I want to do. Like, I'm I'm specifically, I didn't realize it until I started writing down ideas. But I'm specifically interested in the romance, the romance, dra- the romance, the romance drama. He's single, dra- ladies. genre, <laughs> genre. That's right. I am single, ladies, and Come I can on. speak. <laughs> um, I, I yeah, but um. I think there there is a romantic film particularly that I want to make where a couple like really struggles and in the end they stay together because I feel like that's that's something that I think is starting to get taught more. Yeah. But it's something that people need to hear because um something I hate about Hollywood is the love at first sight, fairy tale romance type of thing. They did that with the greatest showman. That was my only problem with the greatest showman was that they did love at first the greatest showman was absolutely spectacular. Right. I loved Listen, it. The greatest showman wasn't that great. It was sh- he hasn't seen it. He's just mad because everyone's seen it but him. It's such a good movie. Hugh Jackman is amazing. Um but the love at first sight with Zach Efron and Zendaya, I could not stand that. Every time I watch a movie and there's a couple that is not married, my number one question is, why do these people love each other? And if it's just because they've looked at each other, that's so superficial, it's ridiculous. It's not accurate to anything in real life. It creates... Yeah, and it's like, technically, technically there shouldn't be anything wrong with that because it's fiction. Yeah. But there is something wrong with that because it's perpetuated in an an ideology. There we go. I can speak, ladies. (laughs) Um, It's perpetuated in ideology that, yeah, romance is everything you want it to be. Yeah. It's, 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 It's this perfect, easy, fairy tale, fun time where for guys they can get all the sex they want <laughs> and for girls it's they to can get, get the all guy. the attention and yeah. you know catering they want it's and that's not at all yeah. that's not even close it's love is supposed to be a sacrifice of the self for yeah. another and of course it's supposed to be a two two way street yeah but um I think films really present love as really very... just hey you can get this stuff whereas the predominant message should be you should be willing to give stuff. Yeah, and even like just most romance in general, like honestly, it's just like a bunch of sex scenes, and then hey, we kind of broke up and we're we're together again. You know, and I feel like they should someone should make a movie that's like I guess shows what love really is in a way, in a good like I guess wholesome way, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I feel like there's there's got to be a reason the couples together, because <laughs> yeah. that's a big thing in Hollywood. There's no reason for most of the couples to be together, <laughs> other than oh you're they hot. work at the same place. <laughs> Where they both work at McDonald's, it makes sense. Well, well, I mean, like Jim is willing to do anything for Pam. And, That's real and, love. And Pam, <laughs> Pam likes to paint. paint. <laughs> I don't know, like, like Jim. Jim's the perfect man. I want to marry Jim. <laughs> Even I want to marry Jim. <laughs> but, but honestly, and I, th- I think Jim is a fantastic character. I love him on the office. Yeah. But Pam. I never understood what he saw in her. But I mean, I like the fact that never understood towards it. the end of the show, they do people are like, what did you do to with uh, for Jim to make up for all the stuff he did for you? And she's like, she feels conflict, and you can see it on her face. So when they at the interview thing, she's yeah. like, oh, I'm working on it. And then I guess in a way, she does fulfill that in the end of the show. 
I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it. It's an amazing show. <laughs> Even I kind of did already. Um, <laughs> I think that's like the first time in a long time they've actually shown like I guess like a reason like like you said there, you were saying that the there's no reason for them to be together in a lot of movies, and like and this in the office I guess it's like they show. Uh, I feel like there's a reason for Pam to be with Jim, but not for Jim to be with Pam. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, I guess you're right. They don't give you a reason, which messes with me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like Jim Jim got to some weird creepy levels like he got really depressed and he said food lost taste I'm like dude it's just it's just a cute girl with your work calm down like like he moved to another freaking state like <laughs> you gotta calm down buddy boy he was in love alright he knew see after a week after their dating he got the ring that's true love Jim gets an engagement ring for Pam a week after they start dating and he keeps it in his pocket for months and just kind of waits and waits. Jacob gets uh, a, 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 an engagement ring a week into dating, and he gets a restraining order. And arrested. Not in a while, but arrest arrested. warrant. A warrant? <laughs> a warrant know. for my arrest. <laughs> yes. Warrant for your arrest. Um, let's see. Did we do it? Did we, did we accomplish oh, a second man. episode? I think we did. It only has one topic, too. This is the longest one we've ever done, but it might get cut down. This to is like... the second episode. What do you mean it's the longest one we've ever done? This is the longest in the entire history of Bro Time, Mo Time podcast. Longest episode ever. This is the second episode. Lo- <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs>